Okay, we're live. We're back. Hi. Doing another episode of the Wake Up Podcast. Exciting Um, times. Thank you all so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, I think we've got quite an exciting topic. I know I haven't told you guys yet, but I'm really excited to discuss this with you. Um, But just quickly, Tejas, welcome to the podcast. This is your first time being here. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a pleasure (laughs) to have you. Very excited. Thank you so much. Sam, Mizbah, you're back again. Yeah, very, very happy to be here <laughs> once again. Can't get enough. I love it. Thank you so much, guys. Um, so today we're actually going to be talking about reading. Um, I know it is a little bit of a joke that um, I love a good book club. I wanted yep. that to uh, kind of take off and I'm going to make it happen. So Did let's talk happen? about reading. Yes. I know you guys love reading. Yep. Sam, you've got so many books I know. Around, oh. the, around the office, both decorative <laughs> Creative and important, important yeah. in every way. Absolutely, um, and Tejas and Miz, but I know you both read quite a lot as well. Yeah. Um, maybe in a sort of different areas to mm-hmm. me and Sam looking at design books. But I just wanted to get your opinions on um, kind of why reading is so good for you, um, and just sort of the way that it reduces stress. So Tejas, I'll ask you first. Yep. What are you reading at the moment? Uh, well, I was reading uh, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Uh, very interesting book um, I think well in terms of what it gives you it's just gives you a very unique perspective on how a particular individual thinks and uh, well they express themselves very well which is why it's a book so you learn a lot from somebody else's perspective and it really widens your understanding of the world and certain topics uh, which I find very fascinating very and is that a book that you're reading or is it something that you're listening to as an audiobook? I'm actually reading it, yeah. Um, it's very, very interesting. I'd highly recommend anyone who hasn't read it to read it. Uh, What's yeah. it called again? For the, uh, for thinking the Fast and Thinking Slow. Thinking Fast and Thinking Daniel Slow. Daniel Kahneman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Misba, what are you reading at the moment? I'm, I'm actually reading a book. I'm not. I'm not. There's no like one piece of literature which I'm. I'm currently reading. You're watching any books? I'm not watching any books. I'm not <laughs> listening to any books either. I do. I do love a good podcast. That that seems to have filled the void that books have uh, left. Like not reading books has left in my life. But in terms of reading, for me, I'm reading ev- like every single day. But largely just like Wikipedia articles. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of. I think to me that's like the, that's like the the the. The whole idea of the web when I was a kid is summed up in Wikipedia. This idea that mm-hmm. you can just search for something and whatever it is, you can find it and you can find lots of information. Mm-hmm. But then the really amazing thing about Wikipedia is the the fact that it'll just lead you onto, you know, mm-hmm. dozens of other things. Like a sort of rabbit hole. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I go down the rabbit hole a lot. Yeah. So let's say if I'm watching a movie or something and there's a reference or a place or a town or, an, mm-hmm. you know, a, a character or something that I don't know about, I'll just I'll just go on Wikipedia and read it and uh, read about them. And then that will lead on to other things and stuff. And that's like every Every single day, so mm-hmm. um, yeah. It, I don't know if that's che- I don't know if that's like a like cheating, but I'm not I'm not reading a particular book. It's more just ensuring that if I ever come across something in life that I don't quite understand or that I feel like I don't have knowledge about, I go on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, that's what the kind of amazing thing about books is that someone out there knows way more than you do and has then written a book about it, has shared their knowledge, yep. has been able to exactly. find a way to like form it all in just a really neat way that you can then absorb it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a quote that I saw um, just before we were recording this, and it was the idea that if you ever need to like learn about something, the best place to start is books. Yes, just because exactly. so much knowledge and or 
like information is out there and mm. I just think that's really nice that's why I love books so much yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and what about you Sam what are you reading at the moment well I'm ashamed to say I can't remember the author's name but <laughs> it's a book that my friend Ellie sent me and it's called The Making of a Manager mm-hmm. and it's essentially written by the old like design um manager of Facebook like mm-hmm. she used to like be in charge of all the designers there mm-hmm. she's really incredible and the book's really fascinating but mm-hmm. yeah I'll put it in the wake up collection so we can mm-hmm. all take a look Make, <laughs> making a manager like making a murderer hopefully a bit nicer (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah just touching on that point sam um all of the resources all of the books everything we discuss in today's podcast will be in a lovely little collection on wakelet and it's uh, at the wakelet podcast so check that out if you are fascinated or want to learn any more information about any of the books that we're sharing yeah um but yeah i mean i again in a lot of the research i've done i found that reading is meant to improve focus and concentration mm-hmm. um and it's meant to kind of like help like wind down at the end of the day yep. is that when you kind of read the most would you say kind of before yeah. bed or early in the morning or uh so i have a habit of actually reading first thing in the morning when i wake up i get up quite early and i like reading uh in the morning and then going to the gym uh so yeah i just uh, you know, casual flex <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it or uh, you can you can have like your glasses on and be reading a book on the treadmill, on the treadmill. <laughs> on the treadmill lifting i weights, mean yeah. funnily enough i have seen people do that but uh, another topic for another day i guess uh, but yeah i mean i i really like uh reading in the mornings and actually i should also say that i don't read the same book every single day mm. uh, sometimes i will for example feel like reading something a little bit less heavy because thinking fast and thinking slow is very intellectually i would say uh it, it just asks a lot for you to mm. invest and you've, yeah you've got to be really into it uh you can't really casually read it you've got to you know really uh think through everything the author said and then connect uh the dots uh whilst you progress uh, but sometimes i just feel like reading i don't know like uh there's a really nice book by Tim Ferriss, which is uh, Tools of Titans. Uh, and that's a really cool book to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he interviews loads of people, loads of successful people around the world, and he's got all of their learnings on there. Mm-hmm. And there's some really fun learnings and there's some pretty deep ones. But mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to sometimes not be as attached mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Do you yeah. ever find yourself rereading the same books as well? Is oh, yeah. A, book a lot. Read like... Ten times yes. over. Yeah, the one book that I've read many, many times uh, is by Dale Carnegie, um, which is, I mean, the title doesn't suggest what it really says, but it's How to Make Friends and Influence People. It's one of the mm-hmm. best books I've ever read. Uh, like, amazing insight into human psychology and how to, uh, yeah, just make sense of people's interactions. Uh, I have reread that book quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think every time I reread it, mm-hmm. there's new elements of it that I learn about. Mm-hmm. And that's the fascinating thing about rereading a book. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you miss, I mm-hmm. feel personally, that you pick up on mm-hmm. uh, on the second time, the third time, the fourth time. There's always something new and it's like... Do you know what yeah. I think it is? I don't think that you're picking up on something new. I think that you're a different person than you were when you first yeah. when you first read it. Right. So then you start you can start applying things to your life and relating yeah. to them in ways which you might you might not have. Yeah, that's a very I mean, interesting like way of looking at it. Constantly learning, new experiences, exactly. being in situations you haven't been in before. Yeah. And then that connects to a passage in the book that you maybe skipped over. Yeah, exactly. Maybe th- that is actually a very nice point because perhaps I didn't empathize with some of the points that he made the first time I read it. Mm-hmm. But the second or third time I did with certain other mm-hmm. points because of experience. That's very plausible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I definitely have reread <laughs> books. Mm-hmm. And I mean, touching on psychology, that's something you're really interested in as well, isn't yeah. it? Is there any psychology books that you can think of that you've read or things that you'd recommend um, to anyone? To be honest with you, I think I think that like anything that anything that you want to learn about in terms of psychology, you can you can find them. You can find it online. You can find it on on Wikipedia. <laughs> you can find them on, I'm not I'm not sponsored by Wikipedia. It's, just, it's most of the things which I've like picked up, like um, you know, con- like psychological concepts and things have been you know on Wikipedia. And the good thing about that is that even though they're a little bit more like formal and there's no real kind of spirit in a Wikipedia article mm-hmm. um, in the same way that might be in a book. Like mm-hmm. you're not really getting the author's opinion so much as you mm-hmm. are just getting raw information. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good starting off point. So like in the past, I've, um, you know, found things which I'm, I'm interested in on Wikipedia. And then mm-hmm. because of that, um, you know, when they look at when you look at the references, for example, of like, mm-hmm. you know, where stuff has been referenced, then you can go ahead and actually look at the book and, mm-hmm. and, and discover more. But one of the, a really interesting book, which I read um, a while back now, I'm doing on years and years and years, is a book by Robert Greene called The 48 Laws of Power. Yeah, cool and it, it, it doesn't, it, it's, it's interesting because like a lot of people give it like this, this rep where it's like, um, a manipulative book where you can manipulate people and that kind of, and it's not, it's, 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 it's not really 48 laws of power. It's more like 48 observations on human mm-hmm. nature and human behavior and things. Um, and there's lots of really interesting things that, that, you know, I've adopted that aren't, um, aren't manipulative in nature, but are more just like, um, like for example, the idea that, um, somebody who does you a favor, if you ask somebody to do you a favor, mm-hmm. then they're more likely to do you more favors in the future. Another thing is like how people love when you come to ask them advice, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, cause it makes them feel valued. Just things like that, that, mm-hmm. that aren't, aren't manipulative, but are, you know, interesting. So yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that one to people. And it's, it's nice as well because it's just like, it's, there's just chunks. Mm-hmm. So you'll have like a, you'll have like a concept and then he'll mm-hmm. back it up with like a little story from history or like yeah, a fable or something. Back. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting book. Uh, Robert Greene, I think, yeah, it can come across as manipulative sometimes in some of his books mm-hmm. uh, or some of his chapters, but he does sort of go back into history or way back yeah. in time and uh, really pull out situations. Yeah, I probably kind of how you use that information as well. Yes, if you were trying to use it to be manipulative, yeah, then you can kind of make it that. Yeah, Mm, mm. yeah. I I mean, yeah, yeah. He's a very smart guy, though. Yeah, I mean that Mm. really comes across. He's very, very. uh, He really had a talent to analyze situations and Mm. uh, uh, pull out human psychology and Mm. some reasoning behind why certain things were done. Mm. Yeah, very interesting as well, Robert Greene. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, and just going to the point before about um, sort of rereading books, we do that quite a lot, don't we, mm-hmm. Sam? With the graphic design books. Yeah, you've definitely. Kind of, you've decorated it, it's lovely. We can access our little <laughs> library whenever we want. Um, and there are times when we've got projects and we'll look at the same books. And like Teja said, yeah. you kind of pick up different things mm-hmm. depending on what you're working on. Yeah, so I, I got that collection of graphic design books when I was at uni because it's not like a traditional library in the sense that you don't kind of read through one book and then you move on to another one it's mm-hmm. it's more useful as a source of information it's, it's literally mm-hmm. having like constant in, in inspiration for a different project you know there's different mm-hmm. books for different things and we can just pick one up have a flick mm-hmm. through and one thing might catch our eye one concept or one mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. and it's just really nice to have that because the internet it, things get lost yeah, mm-hmm. think and you know, wait for plug. <laughs> <laughs> you know where that's going. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's having like a physical thing that you can take the time to flick through and really 
invest yourself into like enjoying you can find some real gems mm. yeah. that people have curated. I, also, I had a question though uh like when when all of you read i have this habit of i used to take a lot of notes uh slows down the reading but it increases the processing of the information then i stopped doing that and i do this new thing where i take voice notes while i read <laughs> on like a dictaphone yeah <laughs> Note to on, my, on my on my iphone yeah uh, it's quite interesting and then when i play it back and listen to things that i uh, caught on to when i read it the first time for example that's when i can see that it's very different mm. to what i caught on to on the second time but i find that like i feel reading uh to me I, it probably explains my relationship with reading and learning but i find it to be quite uh unless i'm reading to enjoy myself which i do often but mm. most of the times i read i read wanting an outcome mm. and mm. when i do that then i have to keep a note of things or yeah. i have to record things or I, if i don't i feel like it's meaningless reading mm. but i i mean i just want to get your opinions on that because it's probably uh probably quite extreme with no, <laughs> i i know what you mean yeah, yeah. um I just have to say, are you making audiobooks that you can sell? Okay. <laughs> yeah. his best bit. Exactly. I mean, I, I unfortunately found out that there was an app that already did uh, summaries of oh, books. I kind of find sometimes reading, it feels a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I think, you know, when you've got like quite a lot to do and then you're reading a book, which might just be for pleasure, mm-hmm. um, it can kind of sometimes make me feel a bit like, oh, I should be doing something more with this. So I kind of yeah. get that you turn reading into a learning ex- like exercise. Yeah. I think it d- depends <clears throat> on are you reading for the pursuit of knowledge or are you, are you reading like recreationally? Yes. So like yeah. when, but back when I was a kid, I'd read recreationally i'd read books but mm. like i we, we grew up in a household where we didn't have like television like we had a television set but we didn't have television um my parents wanted us to read as much as possible so That's like we cool. had like loads of loads of books like in when we were kids so i'd just be reading like a like a novel a day you know mm. and then i kind of stopped um you know i stopped once we sort of discovered the internet and um you know other other forms of like media and other forms of um, recreation became more available as you grow up so you just kind of like reading for fun became less of a thing mm-hmm. but um no i agree i think that when you're reading for recreation for fun it, it is a little bit tedious to begin with especially if you're not read for a while mm-hmm. whereas in Tejas' Teja, case like if you're reading with a purpose like mm-hmm. i want to know more about the subject so i'm reading this like non-fiction book yeah um that that might be a bit more gratifying because you yeah. feel like it's more productive yeah um, i mean <clears throat> i don't know why I, I always gravitate towards non-fiction i don't think i've done much fiction in fact probably the only book or the only few books that i haven't really like i've probably gotten really into and haven't really had the time to take notes <clears throat> once by dale carnegie the other one that i did quite like was mastery by robert green that's a good one as well mm. uh so i mean when you get very very into the book then you struggle mm-hmm. uh taking notes but then it's very frustrating after because i don't know information doesn't process or stay the same way after reading something mm-hmm. uh for quite some time i think as well you're right in the sense of if you're really into a book kind of breaking that flow to make a note on something or to talk yeah. about it it kind of like just it just stops that flow completely it really does yeah. and then you've got to try and get back into it exactly. again but I think it's great that you take notes. I think that's yeah. really interesting. I definitely think you should like, the guy said, like make an audiobook or a podcast <laughs> got, or something yeah. of, of those. I've literally got notebooks full of notes just awesome. on my reading, yeah, which mm. is a bit, uh, yeah, 
don't quite know what I'd say yeah. about that. But. I think that's fascinating, though, because like you said, you can kind of go back and think, yeah. what did I notice last time yeah, yeah, yeah. that I missed exactly. this time? Or Yeah, yeah I really like that. That's yeah. just such a, a great point. I mean, I've okay. been making the move from physical books. I used to just love being able to hold a book yeah. and kind of see the cover and I'd go into bookshops and just see something that looks really nice and just buy it, yeah. which is a kind of a bad habit. And it then meant that I was getting bookshelves and bookshelves of books that I just wasn't going to get to. Yeah. So I ended up donating a lot of those books and then buying the kind of eBooks of them just mm. so I've got them on like Bloody my books. iPad or something. Um, and it means that oh. I don't have to carry around tons of books when yeah. I'm moving and everything. Um, but it also means that I can sort of highlight and then make a note mm. whilst you're reading, which kind of breaks the flow a little bit less. Mm. Um, and it means that you're sort of more ob- like obliged to make a note, I guess, because yeah. it's so easy to do so. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I mean, yeah. I like the um, on digital books, defining words, because I've got to yeah. be honest, sometimes I'll say a word and I'm like, I do not know what that means. <laughs> I know, that is true. <laughs> so that, I have done that a lot. Audiobooks are very nice as well. I don't know if you guys do audiobooks. I've never, I've never been able to get into, like, I, I'd love to do it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how. Like, I, don't, I, I know that there's Audible. Yeah. I signed up Audible for, like, a free cool. trial, but I don't, know, I don't know. It's like, how do you get a book now? How am I supposed <laughs> to do it? I, don't know. I hope you cancel your subscription. I did, I did, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. That's okay. how they get you. Yeah. Um, That's how they get you. One of my favourite pro tips, actually, for audiobooks yeah. is um, going to your local library mm-hmm. and getting a library card and then mm-hmm. you can download one of their apps and you can kind of borrow oh, books. I so it's similar to a library, although it's like all digital, that you have to like reserve it and listen to it in a certain time period or you can renew the kind of borrow. Yeah. Um, but it means that you're not paying for them and you can listen to any audiobook pretty much mm-hmm. um, yeah. that kind of tickles your fancy. So I that's thought you were going to say nice. pirate them then. But- Oh, no, of course not. That's so mean. No. One tip, just, just torrent it. <laughs> no way, not at all. Um, but yeah, I really like audiobooks. I think, like you say, it's quite difficult to get into them, especially in sort of a working environment when you need yeah. to be available, you need to chat to other people, you might have meetings. Um, it's far harder to like stop them and then remember where you're at and mm. everything. Um, but when you're kind of just doing the washing up, on the drive, yeah. that's mm-hmm. really like Passive nice. listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, it's very hard to then stop and make a note or something that you find interesting. Yes. Mm. Exactly. Are you making notes now, Tejas? No, I'm actually <laughs> trying to look up this book that I wanted to tell you about, but I can't remember the author's name. Um, what do, what do, I do, I do, I do like the feel of like a like a an analog book, you yes. know, like a like with Very the pages analog. and like Old the school. smell and the experience of mm-hmm. it. Um, I I recently bought a set of books actually because you know the oh. the author Roald Dahl who wrote like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Fantastic Mr. Fox, all that stuff. I well, kind of looked at you then as if to be like who, but I yeah, of course, knew who. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I promise. So he he did a bunch of like books for adults as well that are like amazing, like really interesting. Each one of them has like a twist, and they're like short stories basically. Mm-hmm. So um, I I used to uh, read them in college and and love them and um just recently i found like a a, a real bargain online where it's like every single one of them um at a really good price so i bought one for me and then a set for my friend as well who who oh. yeah it was the first one of the first gifts i've given was gonna like get them because they sound amazing yeah he was he was really appreciative because it was just out of nowhere but when mm. i received them i was like oh this is such a blast from the past i remember my college college days and i was like i'm just gonna buy one for michael as well so then um i i sent it over to him and he, he loved it he was like this is such a surprise but mm. i think there's there's something there's something more intimate i think and and like uh comforting reading a book before bed you know rather than mm-hmm. staring at a screen and just touching on that point of giving books as gifts i think they make excellent gifts they do. it is really difficult because then it's like i said before <coughs> it's difficult to like carry them around it's obviously a physical object you've got to find like a little home for them in your home um but they just make such wonderful gifts they, do. they are 
just beautiful objects, yes, I yeah. think. Just something about books that's so poetic. Mm. I don't know. It's, Did you? Sorry. I was just going to say they're, they're really sentimental. Like yes. when you, if yeah. you, especially if you gift a book and it's a book that means a lot to you or mm-hmm. to the person and you write a little message in the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love finding I a second hand book with a message in it because yes. I'm like, someone gave this as a gift. Mm. Yeah. 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 There's a um, second hand book kind of store, if you like, um, in South Bank or on South Bank in London. Um, and that's all second hand and kind of like a little market vibe. Um, and someone I went to school with went there and got some books for their course. And um, they opened it to find that it was all like uh, annotated and everything. And it turns out it was annotated by the author, mm. which I think is like even more that's incredible because you're amazing. kind of getting their thoughts on the book that they wrote, which is like kind of bookception. In a yeah, book. <laughs> you get a PhD with that, couldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really kind cool. of like um, in Harry Potter when Professor Snape's book Harry finds that and is able yeah. to like make all of the potions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter, really which cool, is also it? a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bookception, yeah. books everywhere. Full circle. <laughs> Did you remember that book you wanted to tell us about? Yes, it's Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was Harry Potter. It'd be a lot more fun than what I was, what I'm going to say. But it's uh, Sapiens by Yuval Noah. I've Arari. heard of this. Yeah. Amazing book. Yeah. I mean, I'd highly, highly recommend it. It's such an amazing book. Actually, if you're interested in psychology, you'd really uh, enjoy it. It's uh he traces back into history, uh, our evolution, but he traces it back in a very unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also traces back uh, the evolution of psychology along with those events and how you can really tell the future, or in the past at least, you could have told how the human species evolved mm-hmm. through their behavioral patterns. Mm. Uh, it's a very interesting book, Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah, I've heard a lot yeah. about that book, yeah. yeah. Isn't, do, you, do, we, do you find it interesting how books can be controversial as well? Mm. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, and you can have, the books can be banned. Like, uh, whenever there's like a, uh, um, like a, a dictatorship or like a takeover or like a, mm-hmm. a regime change or something, a lot of the time in the past, the first thing they do is like have these book burnings yeah. because they know how, how powerful ideas can be. Um, quite yes. often they burn yeah. all the books before like sure. they, they, you know, got rid of weapons and stuff just because ideas are way more powerful. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I like the idea that books can be like really, really powerful to the point where they like they get banned and yeah. like, you know, burn and stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I was sort of trying to say as well with how powerful a perspective can be. Mm-hmm. Authors through their words can really infiltrate mm-hmm. the human mind mm-hmm. and make you want to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think not everyone has that capacity to do it, but some people do it really, really well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are the sort of books I think uh, you can learn a lot from, but also be uh, brainwashed Very with. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I found... Um, some research as well that suggests that um, the amount of adults that read is actually on the decline, oh, very um, interesting. which kind of saddens me a little bit. But I do understand it because, like you were saying before, it's kind of difficult to maybe find time to read, especially if you don't really yep. find a purpose. Very true. Do you have any pro tips for people that do want to read but are maybe finding it difficult to make time, mm-hmm. um, or would you say that your reading time is on the decline as well? I'd like to take the question. I, I would like to take this. Mm. My top tip would be put your phone down and pick the book up Mm. because we don't have time to read apparently, but we have time to scroll through Instagram for two hours. Mm. Very (laughs) nice point. Very, very nice point. Even if it's when you wake up or when you go to bed, just switch out where you'd scroll through social media Mm. with reading that book. Mm. Even if it's 10 minutes a night, it's something. Mm. I think you're right. I mean, the kind of idea of just asking yourself, like, why am I scrolling? 
or like mm. could, is there something else I could be doing oh you're gonna open up a, a can of worms now oh no oh the dangers <laughs> of social media and all that yeah. stuff and yeah of course but yeah I think you are right it is just asking yourself that yeah. and making the conscious effort to pick up a book I, th- I, I think I, I, I agree with that I think that if you are going to read then make sure that it's like on a different device to your phone because mm-hmm. it's oh. one of those things where it's like in uh, during lockdown it's like you shouldn't work from your bed because then you're going to associate your bed with work and you're not going to be able to get to sleep yes. well, it's the same thing with your phone and reading mm-hmm. like if you're going to if you're downloading an ebook onto your phone that's going to be really easy for you to just quickly like minimize the screen and go onto mm-hmm. the screen where you're going to get notifications all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff so mm-hmm. either have like the the actual book or use a, a separate device for your reading mm-hmm. neither of which i i do <laughs> <laughs> do you have any top tips being the productivity guru that you are i mean i actually have found through failing numerous 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 times uh that uh, when you want to do a bunch of stuff and you, let's say, you want to read, you want to go to the gym, you want to maybe do sport, if you plan it back to back, it'll probably never happen. And even if it does happen, it's not sustainable. So what I try and do is I break it up into different parts of the day. So you do, for example, working out and reading in the morning and then, uh, I don't know, like researching something in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously I think something that should be an undertone that supports all of these things is that you should enjoy it because if you don't have fun doing it, then there's no point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, so I, I, I'd suggest if you can break it up into different segments of your day, mm-hmm. it's actually a lot easier to manage. Uh, I've just yeah, learned it the hard way where I used to be the sort of person that say, okay, so, you know, in the evening, I want to go to the gym and then I want to read and then I want to do this and then I want to do that. It doesn't work out. Even if it does, it'll probably work for like a week mm-hmm. and then you realize that it's not sustainable because you're just putting too much on your plate mm-hmm. and then you don't enjoy what you're actually doing because mm-hmm. you're constantly thinking about the next thing. So if you compartmentalize a little smartly mm-hmm. and you create the system where you give yourself enough time to do and enjoy something, mm-hmm. Uh, you'll also find that it's more sustainable and you'll probably keep to it a lot more. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah. touching on that point of it being enjoyable, yeah. you kind of can't put pressure on yourself to do something all the time. Like sometimes yeah. just relaxing or taking Agreed. time for yourself is just as productive as answering emails or being on calls or being in meetings. Um, so it is just sort of allowing yourself to think, I need to relax or I need to enjoy myself and take an evening off. Yes. So you can kind of rejuvenate yeah. re-energize yourself before tackling the next day mm-hmm. the hard, the hardest thing nowadays is to just do nothing i think Excellent. that like so at, like when was the last time you felt bored you know what i mean mm-hmm. I've, not, I've not felt bored in years like there's, there's there's always something to do to fill like fill your mind and then the problem is a lot of the stuff that you do tends to not be meaningful and has like no nourishment to it like binge watching things that you've already seen before yeah. or um like you said you know just scrolling end, endlessly through um social media so yeah maybe books are the you know a, a really good antidote to that um mm-hmm. allow yourself to feel bored and then pull out a good book and a dumbbell, yeah. a dumbbell in your other hands you can work out. <laughs> That's a very good point, actually, because uh, when you kind of allow yourself to feel, because we've got so many of these, I mean, it's sort of going on a tangent, but if you, for example, you've got social media, you've got television, which are quick fixes to boredom. Yeah. Uh, if you just let yourself uh, sit in the moment a little bit more, you mm. probably will pick up a book and enjoy it a little bit more than 
let's say doing something which is really quick to enjoy like tv because with with books as well i think you can pick up a lot culturally i mm-hmm. think you can learn a very diverse perspective but not on a superficial level on a deeper level as well and that that's what fascinates me about books is that you know the author's gone to great lengths to research a certain topic and really extrapolate their opinions on that topic and then express it on on a piece of paper well with several pieces of paper which is fascinating mm. yeah. yes and yeah. anyone can write a book from yeah. any background or any financial situation exactly. not everyone can make a tv show you get an unlimited perspective mm. with everything that's out there that's a very good point and most tv shows and books uh, most tv shows and movies come from books anyway so yeah that's <laughs> this yeah. it's like the seed of a lot of other media mm-hmm. very yeah. true that's true. I always try and read a book before I watch the film of that thing. Mm. Um, an example being Ready Player One. I heard that the film was coming out and saw the trailer and thought it looked really good. But I told myself, like, no, I have to read the book first because there's just so much more information in it, yeah. so much more depth, so many more kind of opinions and just sort of perspectives. Um, so I always think that's a really nice kind of challenge, if you like, that can kind of spur your reading on yeah. to try and beat the film, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, and also with Ready Player One, there were so many differences that I was glad I did read the book first so you can kind of see how different they are. And I guess, again, going back to Harry Potter, that's kind <laughs> of the same there. There's so many things that you know about by reading the books that you wouldn't have known if you just watched the films. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like a secret fan club in a way mm-hmm. um, that's really fun. And I think another small thing is if you research the author because you're reading somebody's opinions and thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I find it quite interesting to look at the author beforehand and and see if I can connect with him and if I'd want to know him better. And, and to do, do your due diligence as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> see, see Is where it they're worth coming the time? From. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I guess that's everything I wanted to ask you guys today. I don't know if you had any other things you wanted to add. Um, I can't really think of anything right now, but I think there's a lot of stuff that we can mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, Maybe we can start a book club. That's yes. part of my yes. dream, finally. Yeah. Um, but thank you all so much for chatting with me today. Yeah, thanks um, for having And for us. sharing your recommendations. I know I've got a few more books to add to my library. <laughs> um, and as I said before, we'll add them all to the collection. So if anybody at home wants to listen or read or look at any of these books in more detail, um, at the Wakelet podcast on Wakelet is yep. the uh, place to go. Um, of course, we're always on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, social media platforms. So if you've got any ideas for series or episodes that you want to see, um, let us know with the hashtag, the Wake Club Podcast. Um, but again, thank you all so much. And everyone at home, thank you for listening. Thanks. Uh, thank just before you. we sign off, uh, a quick nod for anyone actually to pick up on what you said. Uh, so if you're struggling to read a physical book and you're struggling to read an ebook. Mm-hmm. Maybe try go uh, and you know you, you're also probably struggling to exercise. Uh, maybe uh, when you go on a run, you can have an audiobook on. It's picking up. Uh, I've heard I've met a lot of people who've not had the time to read, and they've started doing this new thing where they go on a jog or a walk and listen to an audiobook. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the two go very very nicely hand in hand. So mm-hmm. try it out. Yeah. Thank nice you, Tejas. Yeah. Again, thank you all. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>